The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hello, hello. Happy Friday. Happy Black Friday. Happy day after Thanksgiving. Hope you guys are doing well and welcome back to the What We Said podcast. Hope you guys are, you know, relaxing, letting all of your food digest properly. Maybe the spirit can go on of a, gratitude. A slow, brisk walk this morning. I love a Thanksgiving walk. Mm-hmm. That's one of my favorite, favorite things. I know the weather is just, well, at least in Arizona, when you, where I am, most Thanksgivings. That's yeah, so nice. The weather's just crisp. Mm-hmm. It's so crisp, but it's not snowing. You don't have to be, you know, super bundled up, but. Love a crisp morning. Mm-hmm. Um, welcome back to the podcast, guys. Happy Friday. Hope you're all having an amazing day. We're going to do our monthly advice column today. You guys wrote in for some advice and we're here to answer. Maybe we can accompany you if you're going Black Friday shopping. Do people still, it was such a thing when we were in high school specifically, to wake up at 3 a.m. and go to the mall or go, you know, actually shopping. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people shop online nowadays. But it would be fun to go, like, you know, wake up at 4 a.m. and go shopping. And I feel like Black Friday is not the same as it used to be at all because of online shopping. And you know what they keep doing is they just move the sales earlier and earlier. It's It's already Black Friday. Yeah, probably it's already Black Friday on, like, Tuesday. Yeah. It's It's Black Friday, you know, shopping sale this week. And I am notorious. Like, I always procrastinate my Christmas shopping. And I don't want to do that this year. No, I'd like neither. to have it on lock and I have no ideas currently. So I need to get on that so that by the time this episode comes out, I'm ready. I feel like this year on social media, the theme has been overconsumption. Like there's because of TikTok. About how shop, we're over or. Yeah, how? just overconsumption in terms of like everyone has things they're selling. There's so much to buy. Like here's this new little gadget like on TikTok specifically because of TikTok shop. Maybe I'm just thinking of that. Mm. So I think I'm a little bit jaded from shopping. Like I'm, it's not as exciting because it's not as much of a, I don't know. Well, I was going to say, I thought you were going to say the opposite because I feel like I've been seeing a lot of people talking about overconsumption and how it's like, you don't need everything, everything. Like don't just buy stuff to buy stuff. Yeah. Well, that's how I feel now. So now my, this year, Christmas shopping, I've been less, what's the word? More mindful? Yeah. Well, not necessarily. I'm like, excuse me. I'm always <laughs> mindful. But always, I'm not as, ugh, there's not as many options, I feel like, for me. Like, I'm trying to be extra, extra thoughtful in terms of, like, customizer okay, homemade. Or like, Let's keep that Well, mind. I'm just saying not as, like, oh, I'm trying to, like, be even more creative. I guess that's the word I'm looking for, creative. Like, looking for different things to get people than, you know, usual, like the oh, average they'll thing. they'll have a comfy sweater. I know this really cool shop that has like this comfy sweater. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I've just been seeing so much, so many Instagram ads, so many ads in general, so many, I don't know, that I'm just not excited, I guess, to it's Christmas too much. shop. Yeah. I know. So I want to be creative and like find things that are not. Not typical. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like thoughtful, well, this is obvious, but thoughtful small gifts are so much better than just like a basic, I don't know, more expensive gift. I would way rather receive something that's a little bit more thoughtful and unique that maybe is not that big at all than, I don't know, a big thing that I'm like, oh yeah, I don't know. I know. Anyways, love capitalism, slay. Any life updates? We've been recording a lot because- Mm -hmm. It's the holidays and we have to get in our episodes sooner. So sometimes we're like, hmm, what happened yesterday that we can talk about? <laughs> yeah. What happened the last 10 minutes? Yeah. Um, not much, honestly. We went to LA the other day and we had to drive back in a freaking rainstorm. That was really something. And I hate driving. <laughs> I just really do hate it. Especially on the freeway at night going fast. I was telling Nick, I'm like, sometimes... I just freak myself out when I'm driving, specifically in the rain, where I'm like, am I going to slide off this freaking road? Just, I know I can trust my car, but, and everyone else is doing the same thing. But at the same time, I'm like, what if I just forget to, how to drive? What if I just like randomly 
What if I forget how you to drive? You know when you're going so fast and you're following the lines? It's like a video game. No, it is. Especially at night and in the rain. You're like, what it's if like I just, bit. my brain just stopped working. I know. Sorry. I'm usually, I was passenger princess this time. Yeah, which no, normally, okay. normally I'm daddy in this situation. <laughs> yeah. But. yeah, I was suffering. It, it, gosh, I cannot talk. Sorry, you guys. My pregnancy brain is fully in, in full its swing. mode. Yeah. <laughs> fully in its mode. <laughs> Forgive Anyways. you, queen. No, that was quite the drive, though. We headed home at a really bad time. Yeah. So it was like <laughs> the literally traffic. two hours. Mm-hmm. And then it was raining and it was just... Oh, don't worry. treacherous. Today, we took my car in. And yes, I still have the good old Subi. That's what we were driving home in. And Subarus are actually notoriously safe. They are for, you know, those kind of conditions. Rain, snow. I got my Subaru because I lived in Utah. And I was like, everyone has a Subaru for a reason because they're really good in the snow and stuff. But Nick took it in today to like get it all checked up before we took it on a road trip. And now that we have two cars, I'm kind of responsible for taking care of the Subaru and like knowing when it needs something because Nick's not driving it all the time. So Mm -hmm. he's not, you know. If there's a light on, it's like you're going to be the one to notice. Yeah, our light bulbs are in our headlights were out. So that's good. So we were. And we had to get new tires. All four new tires. So we were driving. I actually was right to be anxious about it because we were not in safe conditions. Amazing. <laughs> Nick's yeah. like, I feel so bad you drove home like that. Like, I know. The lights were on. I know. To that, some degree. We know they were. I think there might be backup lights or something. They mm. just weren't super bright. They were kind of dull. Yeah. Because there when, was something there. Yeah, there was something. We could see. It wasn't like pitch black. It wasn't, there were zero lights or something. Yeah. He's like, yeah, we had to get like gaskets. I'm like, oh my gosh. Also, can we talk about how expensive cars are? They're so annoying. They're so annoying and so unexpected. Like you take it in for one thing and it just piles on. Thousands of dollars. I feel like that, there's a lot of places where you can get taken advantage of. And maybe if you know about cars, then you won't. But I feel like, especially if you don't know about something, there are a few places you get majorly taken advantage of. And I know there are good Probably good people who don't do this, but I feel like a vet is one of them mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, you know, your dog probably needs this, this and this. And it's yeah. like, what are you going to do? Be like, no, yeah. you obviously care about your animal. And if the doctor or the vet says they need this medication, you're going to do you're it. You're going to do it. Like pretty much no matter how much. You're going to run the tests. Yeah. Yes. Especially if it's like life threatening. Like we have to do this surgery for 5,000 or like mm-hmm. put it down. It's like, okay, do the surgery. I yeah. guess, you know, like try and figure it out if you yeah. can at all remotely afford it it's like there are certain I don't know how we got how I got on this tangent so passionate about like, it I'm don't like, trust corporations no but it <laughs> is just I feel the same with cars where it's like oh yeah you should probably get all new tires and change this and this and this and it's like well who am I to be it's like it's really no. important to get a new transmission otherwise your yeah. car will blow up it's like yeah. okay well I guess we should do it I guess we'll just do it and then you're spending way more than you planned yeah we're jumping into a quick ad for Dose. This is an amazing brand. I'm super excited to be sponsored by them. They have some really amazing wellness shots. And, you know, we're kind of entering the holiday season. I feel like a lot of people get into their wellness grind at the beginning of the year. But sometimes it's nice to keep that up even during the holidays. Maybe when things are more hectic, it's like a simple thing you can add to your morning routine to still feel like you're really putting your health first. So they have these shots called Dose for Your Liver. It's a little wellness shot and it utilizes curcumin, which is turmeric extract that is 24 times more bioavailable than standard turmeric. They have milk thistle in them, which has eight times the potency compared to other available formats. Their organic ginger root they use have 10 times the potency compared to fresh ginger juice. They use dandelion root in its most natural form which again makes it 10 times the potency compared to other available formats. And the orange they use is 20 times the potency compared to fresh orange juice. So they really have got it going on. And the dose for your liver shots have so many health benefits. It's clinically shown to support healthy liver enzyme function based on a double blind study. It ensures optimal liver function, improves long-term liver health, increases your energy and your focus and much more. Unlike other wellness shots, Dose does not contain standard juices or powders. 
Dose is formulated with organic herbs. It's vegan, gluten, and dairy-free and zero sugar. This is something really easy to add to your daily routine. Um, if you want to add it to your morning, just to kind of wake you up and really feel like you're jazzing yourself up and supporting your liver health, which is very important. The liver is responsible for over 500 functions daily. So, you know, you got to pay it back and take care of it a little bit. If you want to give Dose a shot and invest in your health, Dose is offering what we said listeners 15% off your first order plus an additional 15% off if you subscribe for a monthly delivery. That's 30% off your first order. Go to dosedaily.co slash what we said and use the code what we said. That's dosedaily.co slash what we said and use code what we said. We'll have it linked in the show notes. Anyway. Love that. Love that. What What have you been up to? You know... Um, I feel like this is so, I'm, we're, I'm prepping for Friendsgiving, but it's already way over at this point. So I'll let you guys know how it went. Mm-hmm. I've been watching Love Island games. How's that been? I haven't watched. It's cool. It's fun. It's different than normal Love Island, you I know? I was going to say, is it about finding love or is it like a competition? It's both. both. Oh, okay. So it's fun because it's, a little, it's a little less focused on love, I would say, than obviously other seasons because they're legitimately like in competitions and if they lose, they go home. Oh, So really? it's like you actually strategically want to pick your, who you're coupled up with because you don't want to go home. So, so the guys are like trying to pick the girls who they're like, oh, she's pretty athletic. I feel like she could do wow. the challenges. But then sometimes they'll kind of start to like someone and they're like, oh, she's probably not going to get at the challenges, but like, I really like her. And so oh. they'll- so they'll That's just good. couple up anyway. And the producers are going off. Like, really? They will just, this isn't really a spoiler, but basically they will give random couples, like, if they go to the hideaway, they'll send them a text and give them like a big power. Like, they'll be like, oh. you can scramble all the couples. Oh, and, and my so gosh. then they'll like scramble all of them so that they're with paired with people who are worse or, you know, they'll be more vulnerable, stuff like that. So it's like very fun oh to watch. Just giving Survivor. It kind of is. And it's, uh, yeah. There's That's one so guy on there that is pissing me off so much. What's his name? Johnny. He's so mm-hmm. annoying. Anyway, basically every, every girl, again, I don't know if this is a spoiler or whatever. Every girl that comes in, he goes after. Yeah, goes after and does, and does the same thing to all of them. He's like obsessed with them at the very beginning. And then once the new per- new girl comes in, the shiny new thing. Yeah. He literally immediately drops that girl and is like, I've been waiting for someone like you. Literally every to every girl. He's done it four times. I hate that. And the one of the last episodes I watched, the girl finally like told him off. And it was Good. so satisfying. She's like, I've he was making out with this other girl behind her back. And she's like, have your chats been going? She found out that yeah. he did that and he didn't think she knew. <gasps> and she's like, how are your chats been going? He's like, Good. And she's like, I heard you've been busy. He's like, yeah, busy chatting. And she's like, and making out. And he's oh, like, shoot. he's shook. He's like, yeah, I was going to tell you, but he's like, no, you, no, weren't, you weren't because I asked you last night yeah. and you did not tell me. She just was like, shoot, <laughs> coming for him. Good. And I love to see it. I love when that happens. I love to see him get a little bit uncomfortable and have some consequences. But yeah, when they have to deal with their consequences. He was annoying me so much. I hate but that. The worst part is that every girl falls for it. At the beginning, they're like, that's why they get away. That's why they get so good at it. Because that's just what this girl was saying. All the she's time. like, I hate that he gets, she's like, I feel like he gets away with this a lot. Mm-hmm. And I don't want him to. This no. is really annoying. No. And I love, usually it's the girl they like the most that will finally put them in their place. That's yeah. what you need. Like the girl that they actually like the most to be like, I'm going to break your heart. Yeah. But sometimes she, that starts another villain story. So I wonder what's going to happen because the newest girl that he's obsessed with, they're like, like we have a soul connection. Like oh. they're getting really serious really fast. And I'm like, hmm, is it real or is it just the new shiny thing for him? I don't know. But he's annoying. <laughs> anyway, the, the show is really good. It honestly is it, because it has that kind of unique element that Love Island has never had before. Yeah, I, need I think you'd love it. Uh, is it as long as the regular seasons? Like how many episodes are there sure. so far? I'm sure. There's like, as it stands right now, when I'm watching on Peacock, there's like 14 episodes out oh, or something, okay. 13 but I don't know how many there's going to be in the end. I mean, there's still a lot of people left, so. Yeah. I need to watch. Yeah, it's so I'm good. for some drama. Yeah, you'll love it. Some love, some romance. Yeah, some, some competition. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. Anything, anything else you want to share before we get into this advice? Not much, no. 
Okay. Actually, not not, not, not much. <laughs> nothing. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, I'll go first. Okay. I'm ready. Without going into specifics, I just found out that I was the other woman in a relationship, in a situationship, sorry, mm. with a man. He and his girlfriend are broken up now, and I'm obviously never seeing this dusty man again after what I know. But should I reach out and tell her or let her have her peace? They were long distance and she already dumped him. So I feel like it might not be necessary at this point. But if you knew you you were getting cheated on while you were in a relationship, would you want the girl to ever reach out and tell you? Or should I just dump his ass too and leave the girl alone? Help. Wait, I'm getting or confused. should I just dump his ass? I thought so, you she's still did. with him. She said she already did. She said, I'm obviously never seeing this man again. Oh, maybe she she's like about to break yeah, up with him. She hasn't okay. actually done the deed yet. That's actually a good question because my first reaction was like, just let her live in peace. But then the villain in me was like, he can't get away with this. Like he needs to maybe if you tell her, then she would be like, he knows he got caught and then he'd have to deal with the consequences from her. Like knowing that he, the worst part I feel like for cheaters is to to face the person they hurt. But is he going to even have to face her? Because what is she going to do now that they're broken up? just let him know that she knew. Yeah. Because then he would know that he, if he does, if he never has to deal with the fact that, you know, she knew, he can justify it to himself. Like, well, she, what doesn't, what she doesn't know doesn't hurt her. And right. I guess that's true, but that's a great question. Hmm. And I don't know the My right My first answer. instinct is just let it go because they already broke up. If they were yeah. still together, I would say absolutely. Oh yeah, yeah. But the fact that they already broke up and she's moved on, it's like, what good would it really do? I feel like all it would do would bring negative feelings to everyone involved. Like she's going to be upset and it doesn't really do her any good to know, honestly. Like it doesn't. At the end of the day, like what does it help that she would know? The only thing, like you said, would be if she... His punishment. Yeah. Yeah. A consequence for him. Like if he, she called him and was like, by the way, I know that you cheated on me. Yeah. And it's like embarrassing for him. But also sometimes he he won't care. He'll just be like, oh, okay, because they already broke up. That's true. If they were still dating, I would say definitely. Yeah. But no, I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah. Just move on. Like, you know, he knows. That's the thing. He knows. The consequences know, deep within him. But does he? Do men know? Until they have to like actually face in real life what they've done. Well, and the fact you know, you can call him out. True. True. Like that's a consequence. Yeah. I wonder how you found out. That he, yeah, that he did have another woman, maybe from him. But yeah, you—that's a great point. Best of both worlds, you can tell him. You know, if you're feeling really crazy that day, really feisty, if you feel like you're in your villain area, you could threaten to tell her, scare True. him a little bit. True. I'll call her right now. Tell her. I can't wait to talk send about her pictures this with of her. us with a date. Yeah. And then I'll be like, please no. <laughs> then you scare him. Then maybe he won't do it again. You know, yeah, it depends on the guy. Is he yeah. going to feel bad or is he just going to be like, okay, I don't care about either of you. Bye. But yeah, I feel like you could, you should still call him out for sure. That would be horrible to find out you were the other woman. Yeah. And he had someone else first. Ugh. That is. Maybe not worse than finding out he got someone after you, but it's still horrible. The worst feeling either way. Yeah. Okay. Hey, girls, I love you both so much. I really need some advice on Christmas presents that I could give to my boyfriend. Do you have any ideas? What have you guys done for your partners in the past? Surprise! This is the wish list episode. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> this goes into a for forty minutes minute long. Wait, yeah. wait. Sorry, for her husband? For her boyfriend? Oh, boyfriend. Okay. Well, I think <laughs> touching on what we said earlier, I think thoughtful is always better than, you know, more money. Yeah. So. Maybe that's something to consider. I think I say this every year and maybe maybe I even got this from you. I don't remember, but I feel like the best thing to do is really focus on kind of their daily routine and their interests and then get them a gift based off of that. So if you know he loves waking up in the morning and making his coffee, maybe you could get him a coffee mug that stays hot or something, you know, something like that. And just kind of go through what you know his morning routine to be like, okay, then he goes, he likes to run. He goes on a run every day. So maybe I could get him like a coffee mug and new running shorts mm-hmm. or something that's useful. It also really depends on the guy. Some, I feel like some guys really appreciate and like practical, useful gifts. Yeah. 
that they can use in their everyday life. And maybe some guys like something more romantic. I don't know. It just depends on your partner. It's true. I feel like men always love comfort. Mm -hmm. Like you can't go wrong with giving them something comfortable. Sometimes you try to like, I'll do this. I'm guilty of giving like Nick something I want him to wear or like I want him to have. And he doesn't use as much as something I'm like, I know this is like what he likes and it's comfortable and it's convenient and I know he's going to use it. Yeah. Those are the better ones. That's true. I also think it's always fun to give them an experience if you give them like a, you know, concert tickets or a little, what's it called? Like a coupon to, you know, essentially something like we're going to go on this really fun date that I planned for us or something like that. I feel like, again, it depends on your partner because maybe certain guys wouldn't like that. But last year I got Leif a like basically like a ride in a small plane that he could go with Keaton because he was like super interested in maybe getting his pilot's license at some point. That's been a fixation of his for like 10 years. So mm-hmm. I got him like a. Wait, did he ever a, go on that? No, he actually did. Oh, long story. But I was like, I feel like I've never heard of what happened after. No, it, it got canceled because of rain. Mm. And then they were going to reschedule and they literally just never did. I was like, OK, cool. That was like one of my main <laughs> gifts to him. I was like, well, hopefully it doesn't expire. Maybe he can still. do. No, it. I literally just got my money back from it. Oh, nice. But that I'm just saying that yeah. was. <laughs> It was a Maybe good thought. Maybe he'll get him it again yeah. this year so he can go because he still wants to do it. But yeah. I don't know what, I don't think he ever rescheduled it or something. I, I literally realized that like six months ago. I was talking to him. I'm like, wait, you never on that plane. He's like, oh my gosh, I forgot. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Concert tickets, little like magic show, going to a comedy show, yeah. like stuff like that. I something think is they fun. love. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, if even, added on to that if they do if you do you know get them an experience or an or you know tickets to an event or something you can schedule it for them like the day of make sure that their you know calendar is empty and you organize like an uber to pick you guys like have everything set out so that it actually happens because i have done that before too i'll, I'll get nick like concert tickets and then something he's like oh I'm actually doing that this day or something like that but when I did his birthday when I set up like his golf trip with his dad Mm -hmm. I was like okay I need to do everything in my power to think of transportation how he's going to get there what we're going to do the day before like all of the details to make sure it actually happens happens because you never know with these boys true okay do you all tend to have the same disagreements arguments with your husband's I feel like we talk about the same things over and over about how this needs to change, need to communicate better, et cetera. But somehow we always find ourselves talking about it again. Is this normal and just how it is to be married to flawed people? I love my husband so much and we will always be together, work through anything, but having a hard time seeing the hope of things changing. Yes. I think yes. (laughs) I was going to say, I literally, Leif and I usually have the same argument about like same-ish thing, different font, like once a month. Yeah. The, the root of it is like yeah, the same. Yeah, the root but... of it is always the same. And it's like, and then I'll kind of have that moment where it's like, oh my gosh, we've talked about this literally 20 times. Yeah. Like, I cannot believe we're talking about this again. I'm so annoyed that we're having this conversation again. But I will say like little elements of improve. I feel like I don't want to get into the specifics, but like I also want to say it's not something that's like a deal breaker. No. Like it's it's like an annoyance that we both have with each other. Like, in the way that we kind of naturally are mm-hmm. versus like, I mean, this is very extreme, but it's like, he's being dishonest with me. And like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's not something that's like, oh, we should not be together. Like, I feel like if it was something more severe, maybe it would not be okay that we're having the same conversation over and over. But I feel like it is kind of more petty or like yeah, small. Yeah, and you're right. It does. It has more to do with like personality traits that it's not really... It's something like you trying to work out for 10 years and it's like you're not perfect at the first time that you say, I want to make a change. You go and now, you know, you're perfect at working, having a workout routine or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's like we're, you know, you're imperfect in, people. Yeah. Nailed it when they said that's just how it is being married to a flawed person. I think I heard this from a marriage therapist somewhere. I don't remember where. Could have been TikTok. Could have been a podcast. Not sure. So take that with a grain of salt. But 
she was talking about how everyone has to choose their unsolvable issue with your partner because they will there will always be one or some like issues that you guys have or you know in things that you're not so compatible in because that's just how it is being married to somebody else because you're never going to be perfectly aligned on every single thing there's always going to be one unsolvable issue and you have to choose when you're choosing your partner what you're willing to deal with because even though they might work on it their whole life and you probably have something that you're always working on, A.K. me being bratty or I was rude. Say, mine's like <laughs> probably being stubborn for sure. Yeah, it's like yeah. we all have things that okay we work on, but we always you know we can fall flat, and you know for extra stress it can you know come back out or whatever. So I do think that's very normal. I think it is normal to feel sometimes like wait, I feel like a broken record. I feel like we just talked about this yeah. and now. And again, it really depends. It really depends on what the issue is because it's true. It's like if the issue is, I'm just going to use that example, like him lying or being unfaithful or something. It's like, okay, that's yeah. different than like, oh, hey, you left this, you yeah. know, open and that annoys me. Like, Why I don't do you know. always leave the cupboards open? Yeah. It's like, that's a bit different. So it really depends on how serious it is. Yeah. But that's I also, a good point. I also feel like, yeah, being self-aware in the fact that you're not perfect either and you have your things that definitely annoy your partner and like that's just the way it is being mm -hmm. in a partnership you have traits about you that a lot of times they love certain aspects of you like Leif and I were just talking the other day he was saying I really do appreciate how stubborn you are he's like even though sometimes it annoys me <laughs> it's and my least favorite thing yeah, yeah he's exactly. like it also is the reason for so many amazing things in our life like your yeah. stubbornness and your willingness to like just keep going and he was saying like, he's like, I actually really appreciate that about you. And I was like, oh, that's really nice. And it kind of is that thing where it's like, sometimes your most annoying trait is also on the flip side, kind of your best trait. Mm -hmm. But realizing that you have those annoying traits too, and kind of like working on them and just because that's really all you can control. 100%. And I think it could be fun too, when you realize that it's a challenge and you know, you can get creative whenever you talk about it. If it is something, for example, like Nick has ADHD and so he's can be very forgetful. And that's something that's like literally mentally something he has to work. He's been working through his whole life. So while it annoys me, I also love that it makes him so creative and funny. And, you know, that's what drew me to him. He was so charismatic. But when he leaves hair on the sink <laughs> or like does something super fast and just like forgets something or literally he'll he'll forget to take his medication and be like oh that's funny I forgot to take my ADHD medicine because I have ADHD like, yeah. you know things like that you can get creative and try new things so that you don't feel so like you're going crazy every time like okay I know this is not going to be changed by me just asking you to be like can you please stop forgetting things or like can you please do this because it just doesn't work like that I don't work like that so you know, think of a uh, new little ways to, okay, what if I, we move where your keys are and try this for a month and see if this works, you know, mm -hmm. or I'll get you this little contraption. All you have to do to wipe off the hair is like do this, you yeah. know what I mean? And get creative with your, okay, when I'm feeling super bratty and overwhelmed and I want to, you know, be a brat, I will, instead of this, I'll go and, you know, drink some soda or like go on a walk or something, you know, to, to change instead of being like, hey, just stop being a brat, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So get creative with it. I also think, and this one is, is touchy. Like I agree with it to an extent, but then part of me also is like, I don't know. <laughs> I think I, it was like Dax Shepard who said something like this. Like he's, he's like, it would always annoy me so much that his wife would leave all the cabinets open or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then he was just like, I literally just decided one day, this is just what she does. Like I've told her literally a hundred times and she just literally for some reason like cannot remember to close them. So I just like, I'm vowing to now just be like, that doesn't annoy me anymore. Like I, when I see them open, I'm just going I'm to just close, close them. them. And I feel like sometimes you do have to protect your peace in that way with some with something that's like happening over and over with your partner where you've voiced it. But the reason I'm like hesitant is because on the other hand, I'm like, but also if you're like a grown adult, why can't you just like do that? Like why can't change. you just listen and change like that? Well, on something like that. I do agree on that. But I think that it's easy to 
think of everything as an isolated event where it's like, oh, you just need to do this. If, if it's just they have to do one thing, they're per- literally perfect besides they close the cabinets. It's like, okay, maybe. But usually there's so many other things everyone has to work on that they don't have closing the cabinets as like the number one thing on their mind when they're so stressed about work, when they're trying to like, you know, do a million things in their life. I feel like it goes back to what you were saying. If the main thing is they are not treating you right and they are not like, they are being like, there's neglect or something like that. That's a huge thing to work on. But if it's a little annoyance, it's not, that's just like human. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I think the reason I go back and forth is because it's like, that could be something where you're like, if they don't say I love you and they never do anything for you and they literally never show you affection, that's different than them leaving their socks on the couch. Yeah. It's really not that big of a deal and at the end of the day. I don't know if this is, I think this is actually, I see this all the time on TikTok. People get very upset about it. Like, kind of like what you were saying. They're like, well, like, it's okay. Like, well, my, someone will make a TikTok. Like, my husband leaves their socks on the floor all the time. Like, oh, LOL. And they're like, well, he should really like, Learn to pick learn up. to pick that up. And it's like, okay, we all have our discernment. If they're a great person and they're a great husband, they leave their socks on the floor. I'm not going to ha- divorce him over that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, if he is literally cheating on me, lying, like never coming home, never helping me with anything, and he leaves the socks on the right. floor, yeah, that's going to break the camel's back. For sure. And it's like, but people are so quick to be like, I don't know. He needs to be better. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get it. I I can see completely both sides. I feel like. <laughs> if you if you have like told him a million times like please pick your whatever socks up because I don't know I just think there's so many silent things that Leif does for me that I'll like realize sometimes mm-hmm. so I feel like I can do some silent things as well like I feel like like good silent things you mean yeah yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. like I will leave <laughs> you meant like negative you're like I'll sneak some <laughs> no 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 <laughs> He does like silent favors for me yeah, a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I feel like sometimes when he leaves his like socks or shoes places, that's my way of being like, this is my silent way. I like take care of you. Exactly. And yeah. like he does that for me too. Like a lot of times when I like cook or I'll make a smoothie, I'll like leave a bunch of stuff out and yeah. I will like come back in and it's all all taken care of. And I'm like, oh, I know he did that. And he didn't say anything to me. He wasn't like, JC, you left all the whatever out. So yeah, if you leave your shoes around, I will pick them up exactly that's fine like it's kind of give and take but again it is like just communication and if there's something specific that you're like this really bothers me because it like you know makes whatever the house feel cluttered and it it stresses me out because I'm already whatever then yeah I think you can try and work on that but exactly vice versa as well 100% okay wow we spent a long time on that one This episode is sponsored by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, whether you're looking for a handbag or a watch, jewelry, sneakers, streetwear, eBay is making sure the things that you love are authenticated by real experts because we all know there is no feeling like real. I love eBay and this is a really great feature that they have um, to verify that what you're buying, if you want to buy something Uh, luxury vintage designer piece that it is the real deal and you're not getting scammed it's super hard especially shopping online to really know if you're on you know any website and you want to buy a designer handbag that's been used before it's really hard to know if it's the real actual designer or if you're getting ripped off because you're you're just going off based off a photo so these days to know for sure you're getting the real deal, go straight to eBay. And when you're searching, just look for that blue check mark. It will say authenticity guarantee. That means when you buy it, you can be confident that it's going to be authenticated by real experts through a hands-on detailed inspection. Every stitch, sole, logo, and inch of it, they're making sure it is the real thing. I've told you guys I have a Chanel beach bag that is from eBay that I got via their authenticity guarantee. It had a little blue check mark next to it. So I knew it was the real deal and it's such high quality. I use it so often to go to the beach. You guys may have seen it in my vlogs and stuff, and I love it so much. 
So when you're ready finally to buy that thing that you love, you have to make sure you're not going to catch a fake. They're everywhere and it's really tough to tell the difference for yourself. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, it's easy. Just look for that blue check mark and you know it's checked by real experts. Whether they're specialized in sneakers, streetwear, watches, jewelry, or handbags, these are real people who really live for this. That way when it hits your doorstep, not only do you know it's real, but that feeling you get when you put it on is also for real. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Go check it out. We are jumping into an ad to talk about Macy's. From now until Saturday, November 25th, okay? Macy's online Black Friday event is saving you big on the essentials and gifts you've been waiting to snatch up all year. So they've got appliances. You guys know I've been in, I've been trying to get a stand mixer been looking i think this is the the time time. yeah it's the time and you can get cookware bedding self-care staples you can find great prices for the picks that you need in every room they literally i've said this a million times they have everything if you're looking for a special gift or just looking for something that you've been you know eyeing for a couple months now is the time to look at macy's.com and get it while it's on sale Black Friday is one of the best times, obviously, since it's close to the holidays to secure your holiday gifts for people. And I think specifically Macy's is a great place to buy gifts for men, for like your dad, your brother, just any men in your life, because I feel like guys are hard to shop for. But Macy's has a ton of stuff for really anyone, but um, men, women, kids, anything. Plus shop specials on the latest clothing trends, designer handbags, jewelry, and all your favorite beauty brands. And chip away at your gift list with big savings on gifts like watches and wireless headphones. Don't forget super fun toys, cozy winter gear, and more. And unique finds that the kids in your life will be excited to get. Plus get free shipping when you spend $25. So visit Macy's in-store or check out Macy's.com before November 25th. That is Macy's.com. Again, before November 25th so you can get those Black Friday savings. Some exclusions apply. Check out Macy's.com for details. Okay, my husband and I both grew up very religious in the same religion, but recently I've been wanting to explore life outside of our religion and I've been realizing that my beliefs no longer align with our religion. My husband is still very much into it and has strong beliefs that seems that seem that they will never change. How can I make this huge life change without it affecting our relationship? Oh, that's a loaded question. I mean, in my opinion, not possible. Like, I don't think you can make a massive life change like that without it having a single effect yeah. on your relationship. But that also doesn't mean you're like doomed. Yeah. It doesn't mean it has to end necessarily. Yeah. I think it's important to, I actually was talking to my friend Rachel about this and she was talking about her and her husband, like leaving their church that they both grew up in after they were married. And she was saying, it's really important to get down to the morals that you both have. share. Yeah. That you both share and take religion completely out of it. And you both might be on a different journey and you both might disagree with each other on certain things. But if you go down to the basic, like, let's literally write down what is the most important things in our lives. Okay, like, let's write down family, honesty, you know, kindness, whatever. Loyalty. Yeah, and make sure that you're both on the same page and remember that that's your foundation. I think sometimes it's really hard when you are super religious and you meet under those circumstances and you base your whole relationship off of that. And so when it does, when one of you leaves or maybe both of you, all of a sudden that foundation's gone. You're like, do we even have anything in common? But I think if you go over that, like, okay, what are our main morals? What do we want to stick to, you know, in terms of how we want to live our lives? Then if you can't agree on a lot of that, then that's going to be really hard to work through. But if you come to understand, okay, we actually do deep down believe the same things about, you know, our morals and our priorities. Maybe we can work through this. It's just going to be probably a little bit hard. And mm-hmm. then we need to go therapy. No, I I like that too. I feel like it is really hard with especially a high demand religion and I don't I don't know what religion you're referring to, but I think it is really hard because you know, a lot of religions they are such a massive part of your life and mm-hmm. so much of your life is steeped. Every choice you make is essentially steeped in like that religion and the reason why you made your choices was because of your religion. Something that I I think is 
I don't know. I don't know if I want to talk about this, but I guess I will. Like, I remember when Leif and I first got married, I always felt guilty that we didn't prioritize our religion enough. Like, Mm -hmm. I was like, you know, I hear all these people like, oh, we, you know, whatever, read our scriptures every night together and we do this together. And like, they're so into the church together. And I remember like me and Leif having so many conversations being like, oh, we need to be better. Like that doesn't, we don't do that as much as we should. We need to do the better, 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 whatever. We need to base our relationship more off of like the gospel because we're not good at doing that. And I look back and I'm like, thank goodness that we didn't do that. Like, thank goodness that we had more in common than just our religion. Like, I think that's the dangerous part of and again, to each their own, if if it works for you and you have your whole relationship and your happy marriage and it, you know, goes in an upward trajectory and you guys are just both on the same page and that's amazing and that's beautiful. But I think for us, I was like so grateful that our relationship was not based on religion. Yeah, exactly. Like our relationship was based on much different things, like our actual personalities and our sense of humors and like our love for each other. It was not, we never had a strong, like, I don't even know what the word is, but like foundation I guess based on like oh the reason we're together is because we were both a Mormon like that was never a thing to us and I look back now and I'm so grateful for that because I think that it's gets really really sticky when like the reason you were together was because of your religion and then beliefs change it's super hard to like I've seen that with people in my life it's very hard for them to stay together or reconcile their differences because it's like we literally got married based on exactly like we felt like we should because of our religion. Yeah. I I feel the same exact way. It's if you love them because they are that religion, that's the main reason that you fell in love with them. And that doesn't actually just apply to your you know, partner. Could rep- like this also applies to friendships, family members. Like if the main reason you love them is because they're of that religion, if they leave, you're going to be you love shook about, about yeah, what about where your love is coming from? But I think it's important to remember, like, the root and the base and the foundation of love and, like, human connection in the first place. And if you both are on the same page with that, like, me and Nick always have this conversation about, like, uh, if you're with the right person, I believe, like, you have a, like, not to go back to the Love Island games, but you do have, like, a soul connection. Like, I was Mm -hmm. telling Nick, when we met, it was a bonus that we were both the same religion. It was mm-hmm. like, okay, cool. You're checking all my boxes. But we have that soul connection where it's like we both understood each other so deeply where it's like we can't even put it into words. And we just, that is what, that that's where that love comes from, that connection that's just not based on anything worldly. And if you can get to that in any relationship, you can get through anything mm-hmm. because you can depend on that. But if you're, you know, always worried about surface level things that, I mean, and religion is much deeper than surface yeah, level, say, I'm going to say. Their religion is yeah. their whole life in most cases and very foundational. Yes. But I mean, like, not service level, but things that you talk about constantly or like things that you do in your daily life and pretty much everything but like an unspeakable connection, then you can, yeah, I believe you can get through it. But it also depends if you want to. Yeah. And it depends... If they want to. Yeah, your lifestyle, their lifestyle, and if they can mesh. Mm -hmm. And I have seen a lot of friends who can't, and they just, I'm not saying that to be, like, to scare this person who wrote in, but it's like I have seen a lot of my friends who've gone through these, whatever you want to call it, faith journey, and, like, they do get divorced because it's like one person is just like, I, this is not. Like, way too important to me. Yeah, this is so important to me. Like, I want to stay in the church. And the other person's like, that's just not the lifestyle I want to live anymore. And it is so different that it's hard to sometimes mesh. But I also know other people who are in mixed faith marriages and it works great for them. And I know other people who end up both leaving the church together and they have a great life. Like, I've seen it all. I've seen every combination, I feel like. And there's really no telling. I think it's just yeah, what you want, what you're willing to do and how you feel. I think the best advice is go to therapy together. <laughs> yeah, and trust to your gut. Like, trust your gut. I don't know. Because like, regardless of what the outcome is, therapy will help you either way. Yeah, talk through some stuff. Yeah. Because that also, like, I do not take this lightly. Like, what you wrote in about is a massive yeah. thing. I would 
by the way, I'm not in any form or fashion qualified to give this advice. That's what I'm saying. Either of us Go are. to a therapist. Yeah. It's like yeah. really intense and really heavy. I don't yeah. think that there's anything we could say that would be of much help. But Because it's way different than going, you know, you guys both liked a certain hobby, both liked playing Ultimate Frisbee, and now one of you doesn't. You know, it's like, oh, wow, well, I still play that every Saturday, but now I don't like that anymore. I'm going to go, I like pottery now or something. It's linked to so much of your, especially if you grew up that way, of your childhood, of your belief system, of so many things that do bleed into like how you want to live your life in the future. So that is why I think a therapist is probably the best person to go to, to talk through things, to figure out where you're at without things getting is you can have a lot of built up feelings and defenses up when you're talking about religion with somebody that For close. sure. And I feel like it also And you want to be honest. Builds up like almost I don't wanna I don't know if it's resentment or what, but it's like I said, like religion is something in most cases, like especially if you are in a more high demand religion where it controls a lot of aspects of your life, like you are basically every choice you make is because you were that religion. Like just simply where you lived, who you were friends with, who you married was, I think that a lot of people when they grow up in a, in a more intense religion and then they later in their life or, you know, maybe their late twenties are like, wait, do I even want to do that? They start to feel resentment for like, oh my gosh, I wouldn't have even married that person if it weren't for us both being Mormon. I'm just giving that because that's like yeah, the religion we grew up in, but it's like, oh my gosh, I wouldn't have gone to that college if I wasn't Mormon. And then you just start to realize like every decision I've made has been steeped in this. And so, and then now I don't believe it. So it's like, you start to feel almost like just weird because it's like, yeah. whoa. And that's true for anyone. Everyone makes decisions based off where they are in life and their current belief system. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, if you kind of down the road are like, oh, this religion isn't what I thought it was or it's not what I want anymore, then you're like, wow, I've literally made decisions for 25 years based off that religion. Yeah. It's just a weird feeling. Yeah. And that's why I was saying, like, I was so grateful that it's like, oh, I didn't marry you just because you're a Mormon. So that's a relief because otherwise that would have crumbled, you know, that Mm that would have been hard to get through, but that had really not much to do with my choice other than like you said, oh, your checkbox is because like we're the same religion. Cool, that's a bonus. But yeah. it's not like that's why mm-hmm. I wanted to be with Leif, you know? Yeah. And I think religion specific, this is the last thing I'll say, is specifically hard in these situations when you differ on it because if you don't both agree that your relationship and your marriage your connection is more important than your religion. If you both don't agree on that, then because of sometimes religion, it's like, well, religion is number one. It like trumps all. Yeah. yeah. So you're up there, but my religion is above that. Then that's very hard that's, to reconcile. It's kind of like, well, that's the, yeah, the hurdle to get over. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyways, let's hope this next one's a little more lighthearted. Nope. <laughs> Just nope. kidding. Horrible. Awesome. Would love your advice on how to feel more connected after having a baby. I love my husband and baby so much, but I also find myself feeling lonely. Spending 24-7 with someone who can't actually communicate with me in return can be a really isolating thing. I'm assuming she means the baby who actually can't communicate with her. She's like, and my husband for that matter. <laughs> yeah, that's really hard. I don't... <sighs> I'm feeling very unqualified. Yeah today to give, be giving <laughs> advice just in terms of like I, you guys need to remember first of all that when you take this advice we are not experts this is just us speaking on our, our experience and you do not have to take the advice but my thoughts on this initially are that kind of like I said before with the arguments with your husband like get creative about except where you are right now this is like your time of the season of your life, it is a little bit different. Shocking. It's like very shocking to the system. And being lonely is a very common feeling. Not that it's good and not that it should be that way, but it just is a lot of times. And I think, first of all, realizing it and what the problem is like, wow, I'm like alone a lot. I'm not really talking to adults. I'm starting to go a little crazy. And I also miss like having that time with my husband. Like we went from literally being just us two all the time to now we're both focused on this thing 
this thing, this baby all (laughs) the time. Yeah. All the time. And I've realized we haven't like had a conversation about like something other than the baby in like weeks can be shocking to the system as well. But also don't feel bad about it. Like don't shame yourself for it or feel like that something's broken. It's just, I don't want to say it's just life in terms of like, just deal with it. But I'm saying acceptance is always the first and best step to take where it's like, okay, this is is a stage in life. Yeah. Is my stage in life. How can I improve upon it? So get creative about, you know, when can I have a date night with my husband? Like, when can we plan for someone to come with the baby? Or even if I, we bring the baby and, you know, they're sleeping, I'm like holding the baby in a carrier and they're taking a nap and we go on a walk and we get to talk about something and we're not allowed to talk about the baby. Like, we mm-hmm. have to talk about something else. Just get creative with it and it will get better. Just know that it's not always like that. I saw this TikTok and it was like, when you have little kids, they're only little kids for like, four to five years really where they need all of your attention. Then all of a sudden they're at school and then they graduate and then it's just you and your husband again. And not that that's always guaranteed. That's not how it always happens. So yes, take every moment for gra- like for what it is. And- for granted. Yeah. <laughs> every moment for granted. Guys, my brain. <laughs> Soak in every moment. That's what yeah. I mean. Savor the moment, but also know that love your life for what it is right now and it won't always be like this. Just and, just know that y- loneliness, like you said, is is a common and that's not to make to invalidate you. But I always f- try and remember and this kind of goes along with my next question. I was just looking at it. But loneliness is inevitable in life. And there are so many times when you're going to feel lonely and it's for different reasons. Like I was just realizing that one time when we were at a girl's night, I think and we were just talking about stuff and I was realizing, oh, my gosh, all of my friends feel lonely right now for completely different reasons. Like, yeah. They have this sense of loneliness in their life. I feel like it's so common, especially in your 20s. No matter what the reason is, whether it's you're single, whether it's you, your husband's gone a lot, you're married, but your husband's gone a lot or something, you feel lonely. Whether it's you feel like you don't have great friends, whether you just had a baby, yeah. whether you're pregnant. Like, I feel like there are so many ways that you can feel isolated. And it's like kind of comforting to know we're all lonely in some way. Yeah. We can all relate to each other, but... Yeah, it is just kind of a part of life and it sucks. Yeah. And it's not always necessarily a bad thing to feel lonely and to feel negative emotions. Feeling negative emotions is not bad. It's it's part of life. And sometimes it actually can lead you to have breakthroughs when you, sometimes it's good to go through lonely periods to really appreciate when you are feeling really connected to people or when you have that time with your spouse or your friends and you're like, wow, I took this for granted before and now I'm really soaking it in. So just don't feel bad about it and don't feel like you're doing something wrong. Most importantly, Mm -hmm. like don't feel like you're being a bad mom or a bad wife. Just, you know, be easy on yourself. For sure. This is my last one. How to cope with friends hitting life stages you aren't at yet. All my friends are getting pregnant this year and we've been trying for about a year and have had no success. I find it hard to hang out with our friends with babies when that's all we want and that's all they talk about. Should I find new friends or stick it out and be sad? Ooh. This was personal and that's why Beth that's why Beth chose <laughs> it for me. No, I think kind of going along with what I just said, like everyone is lonely for some reason. And this is a definitely a way that people can feel lonely, including me. I think that I've I always I'm probably a broken record. I think I've said this a lot on the podcast. Like I feel so passionate that you need to have friends in the same life stage as you. Mm-hmm. You absolutely need it to not feel left out and feel crazy. Like I even though most of my friends are moms and have kids, I still do have some friends that don't have kids and I feel passionate that like I need them in my life and not to be like I'm using them like, "Oh good, you're my friend who doesn't have kids," but it's like you know, there have been times when Leif and I will hang out with all our friends who have kids and our friends with kids don't make us feel this way. It's completely on our own accord, you know, but it like they it's are unavoidable. Very, it's unavoidable. Like they're very inclusive and like, oh, let's go do this. It's not like they're just like talking about their kid 24 seven and making us feel bad that we don't have kids or something like that. But it's inevitable that if you're with a group of five couples and they all have kids and you don't, you feel a little bit like out of place in the sense you just can't relate to them on that certain level. And, you know, there have been times when Leif and I will go on couple trips with our friends who don't have kids or we'll 
have game night and it's with people who don't have kids. And I feel that it's like so good for my soul to realize like I'm not behind because I think I think the thing is when you're just with people all the time that are reinforcing your idea that you're behind in life, even if that's completely brought on by yourself, it's sad. It's hard to deal with. And so I think for me, it's been very good to have people in my life who aren't in that stage to make me feel like, you know, I don't I don't know how to say this, but yeah, but feel seen or like there is more to life than just that. Like we can still have fun even if we don't have kids or, you know, if you are single and all your friends are married, it's like, I really believe you need to have some friends who are single so that you guys can get each other and hang out. And and mm-hmm. it doesn't make you constantly feel like, oh, I'm behind. I, I'm just the one left out. I'm the weird one. It's like, no, there are plenty of people who are single. You just need to find them. Yeah. And like, I think it's really important to have friends. And it's not either or. It's not you need to find all new friends or just be sad all the time. I think it's beautiful to have friends in all different life stages. But if there is something very specifically that you are struggling with, like you can't get pregnant and you're only friends, all of them have kids, that's really hard. Yeah. And I think that you need to be around some people who don't just so you can feel a little more normal sometimes. Yeah. That's how I feel. I think it's like, to use an analogy that is probably dumb, if you're at dinner with a bunch of people who have all seen the same movie and they're all talking about it and they all love it and you haven't seen it, it's like, what am I doing here? You're like, okay, I'm just feeling like mm-hmm, just out of cool. place a little. Yeah. And then you meet someone who, and you ask them like, well, have you guys seen this movie? And they're like, no. You're yeah. like, oh, okay. And then you meet someone and they're like, oh, I've seen that movie. You're like, oh my gosh, let's talk about it. Let's analyze the characters. Like it makes you feel so much more connected and just makes you feel included. For sure. And I think something like the hard part with the kid thing is that it's like such an all-encompassing part of people's lives that I feel like you can't blame them for like talking about it a lot or, you know, because it's just such a huge part of their lives. But it doesn't mean it's easy. Like that's, that's what I've been realizing lately just about infertility or anything like this is just because it's common doesn't mean it's easy. Mm -hmm. Like that has been in my, in my head a lot lately. Like, you know, people being like, oh, well, infertility is really common these days. It's like, true but that doesn't mean that it's like oh because it's common a lot of people deal with it you're fine it's like that does not make it easy Mm -hmm. and that's a good point I don't know like give yourself grace because it is really hard to deal with and it's like yeah it's just it's a super intense thing to go through specifically like speaking for myself I feel like there's a lot of like grief in infertility and there's a lot of yeah, just because it's common, it doesn't mean that it's like that you should be written off for the way that you feel. Yeah. Just trying to validate you because it's, it is very, very hard. I have no say, but I think that was beautiful. Thank you. Okay, this is my last one. Hey, ladies, hope you all are doing well. I'd like any advice you'd happen to have about standing up for yourself, being direct with people. I feel like I get pushed around a lot by others because I'm a really big people pleaser. I hate conflict and sometimes I think avoiding it is better than standing up for myself and getting what I want, but it's also taking a toll on me. How do you recommend standing up for yourself without seeming mean or feeling bad? Okay. Nope. This is, this is great because, wait, what did you say? I said, nope. Oh, <laughs> don't, no, I was just, I'm kidding. But it's like, I feel like the worst thing to do is be like, I'm a people pleaser and I hate conflict and I don't want to hurt. Like the more you like perpetuate that narrative in your head the harder it's going to be to like stand up for yourself. You need, I'll say my piece later. I was just going to say, so this is something that I actually, this is perfect timing because your dad was just on. And this was something I was telling him when we were coaching, I was telling him, I'm like, I just hate conflict. Like, or I hate confrontation. That's Mm -hmm. what I said. I hate confrontation. I'm because I feel like I'm not good at it. It's hard for me to explain my feelings. So then I just kind of feel dumb afterwards. I always regret afterwards. And so I'm like, it's just easier for me not to say anything. And what we basically came to the understanding of is that you, it's the way that you think about it. Like you, I was the one thinking that confrontation was a negative thing. He was like, why does it have to be confrontation and this thing that's so bad when it can just be communication? That's all confrontation is, is just communication, trying to figure something out. You're the one bringing the baggage to it. You're the one thinking you're being mean. You're the one thinking it's so scary and bad that you're speaking up for yourself. Probably rooted in your childhood. Like there's probably something, you know, so if you're in therapy, it definitely helps a lot to kind of like go through maybe why that you feel that way. 
And when you understand why, sometimes it's a little easier, but also that you are the one that is, you know, like you said, making it seem like that is the reality when that's kind of just in your head. And after that, I was like, oh, that's so true. I can just say how I feel and tell people. And yes, it's not all of a sudden I'm fixed and I'm, it's so easy to just tell people and like stand up for myself. But at the same time now, I don't think of it as like, I'm about to do something so scary and so bad and mean. I'm just like, oh, I'm going to tell them and I'm not responsible for how they feel. So I'm going to say my piece, what I feel, what I believe. And if they don't agree, then we can talk it out. And that's the point of being able to talk. Yeah. <laughs> is communication. Right. I feel like this is the way I've been looking at things lately. I actually feel like I used to say I was a people pleaser. Who who likes for people to be mad at them or upset? Like no one, I feel like everyone in, on the planet is a people pleaser to the mm-hmm. degree, you know, it's like you, for the most part, don't love conflict or you don't want there to be negative feelings about you or in a situation. But I think something that's really important is like taking accountability, I guess, for this is how I feel. If I ever start to feel resentful of someone, I immediately, and not that I'm perfect at it, but I really try and take accountability for like, why, okay, why do I feel resentful towards this person? It's because I expect them to act this way or whatever, and they're not doing that. Number one, I can never control how they act. Number two, if I want anything to change, that's on me. I have to communicate that to to them. And I was telling Leif recently, I actually think that something that I'm good at is not having a bunch of resentment towards people because I voice the way I feel pretty immediately and specifically with Leif. Like the second I'm like, oh, I don't like that or I feel whatever about this, I will immediately come to him and be like, I'm starting to feel annoyed that this is happening. I don't want to feel like that, you know, and try to get to the root of the problem. And I haven't always been like that. And I definitely don't think I'm like that 100% of the time with every single person in my life. But I feel like it lowers a lot of like resentment and and stress in your life to just communicate with people. And yeah, like you said, it doesn't even have to be like this huge thing. And and I don't even think you have to be like, okay, this is a big confrontation moment. I need to go and tell them how they've been making me feel. I think sometimes it's how you feel. It's just like, hey, I'm feeling stressed out about this. And like, I think that the way we've, our dynamic has been is like making it more stressful for me. Is there any way, you know what I mean? It's like, that's not a big deal. And that really helps you not feel resentful towards people in your life, which makes you just happier. Yeah. And understanding that, I see this on because I watch a lot of reality TV shows, specifically where many people have emotional wounds and they're mm-hmm. not great at communication. And the point of having confrontation or communication or speaking up for yourself is not always to get exactly what you want. That's not going to be the best. I mean, yeah, that's best case scenario. But a lot of times when you are just expressing how you feel about something, like, hey, you've been hurting my feelings. A lot of times by just saying that, it doesn't matter what they do afterwards. If you know that that's the reason of like, okay, I just need to be honest. Once you're honest, you're like, wait, I feel so much better. And like, I can actually accept whatever you're doing a little bit easier now that you know how I feel. Just getting it off your chest. Exactly. So think of it like that. And it's a little bit easier. And honestly, it's like that new girl quote when... She's like, well, isn't that going to make them upset? And he's like, do you just walk around all day thinking about people's feelings? She's like, yes, it's (laughs) extremely hard. And it's true. When you do think about what everyone else is going to think or how everyone else is going to feel, you get exhausted. It's not possible. You got to like literally shut it off and just be like, okay, if I'm being honest, that's the best for everyone else as well as me. Yeah, as long as you're not completely selfish, you never take anyone's feelings into account because it's like, sure, I think this can go in the swing in the opposite pendulum where someone is like super into self-help and boundaries and it's like they just become kind of a nightmare to be around because it's like okay you never consider anyone else you literally just think about yourself selfishly what you want but it's like yeah I look at it more as like but that's sorry go ahead I'll say it after no I'm just saying I, I look at it more as like yeah how can I be not a resent like how can I be 
feel happy and at peace with my relationships. And then I feel like that will benefit everyone, but not in a way that's like, I'm literally going to, which I guess that just wouldn't make me feel good anyway. But it's like, I'm going to literally make everyone bend to exactly what I want and never consider what they would ever want. I think that what I was going to say is some people that are like that, where it's like they are so almost demanding in what they, they're overly blunt and overly honest about every little thing that they feel. It's not that they're honest. That's not the part that's exhausting is that it's like what I was saying with these shows. Sometimes they will they have expectations. Yes. They will say what they think like you. I'm feeling this way. And then if the person doesn't apologize, isn't like a perfectly unguarded Zen person and they have human reactions, the person's like, well, I'm never telling you how I feel again. Like, I'm mm-hmm. never doing this again. Blah, blah, blah. They have expectations after they talk. But if you if you truly are honest and then you also have acceptance and and no expectations for people, you won't be like that. You won't be an, yeah person to be around. Because if you're like, I'm, you hurt my feelings or this happened and I, I don't appreciate you doing that. And the person, even if the person gets defensive, you can just be like, oh, okay. And then you're understanding and it's, it's just a better situation. For sure. No, that's a good point. Well, thank you guys for writing in to our monthly advice column. If you guys ever want to be a part of these episodes, we have a little highlight on our Instagram. It's at what we said podcast. Um, and you can insert or input your uh, issue or whatever you want some advice on anytime. And we accumulate them and then do one episode a month. So if you guys ever want to be a part of that, just go follow our Instagram. We have some winter merch coming out very, very soon. It's super cute. You guys are going to love it. And maybe we've already posted photos. I don't know, but we'll see. Again, that will on be the gram. on the gram. If you're feeling extra nice and generous this holiday season, please leave us a rating and review either on the Apple Podcast app or the Spotify app. It's super simple and it helps us out a lot. We love you guys. And that's that's what what we said. said. Goodbye. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.